What's up, filmmakers, producers, and hunters? This is your host, Jordan Suzwitz, and you are listening to the Film the Hunt podcast brought to you by Bedford Cameron Video. Film the Hunt is your leader in outdoor video education and is designed by Tom Petrie and Nick Ventura of Become One. I think we've designed this curriculum so that we can provide the training to help you develop an eye. I think one of the best things about cinematography is like when people break rules and it works. It's tough to film a hunt. You really have to want to do it. And to to turn that into a story is a very tough thing. One of the best decisions ever made because it changed, changed my life. Dude, that footage is going to be insane. Jason Madsinger, welcome to the Film the Hunt podcast. I appreciate it. I've been waiting for this invite. I'm surprised I'm guessed like 87 on the list. Where can you buy that, you think? Uh, Bedford Cameron Video. (laughs) (laughs) I've talked about it enough on the podcast. I think people have figured that out. So today we are... At the Jurassic Classic, the comeback, right? I saw a T-shirt. The like, comeback. The comeback. Yeah, it was, it was no, a back, bring to the, back. back yeah. to the classic, like back, back to the, to the future. Cla- yeah, back to the classic. That's clever. what it was. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're down here at the Jurassic Classic. We're at the B1 booth. We've got the Bedford boys next to us. Uh, we got the Illusion Hunt System across from us, and a crowd of characters. Uh, you can probably pick out just about anyone in this crowd, and you're like. Yeah, I haven't seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is cool. Uh, everyone gets to come out here and uh, unleash a little bit, uh, especially after being uh, cooped up for the last year and a half. But I got a, a guest here. We're going to break his podcast virginity. Uh, pretty excited for this because I think this is the third virginity we've broken on this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, Scoob. I don't even know if I know your first and last name. Uh, Stephen Phillips. <laughs> you to think about it. My parents gave me that name. Right, Nobody right. calls him Stephen. No. That's, uh, my, that's my government name. That's, my government, <laughs> that's what it says on my ID. Official. Yeah. But no, man, uh, introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Uh, yeah, I am Scuba. I produce uh, Headhunters TV uh, on the Outdoor Channel, and I'm... Try to make Nate and Randy look as good as possible. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you do a fine job, sir. You do a Thank fine you. job. Thank you. Um, across from me is uh, the Ace Ventura. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Good, doing good. Good. Are you ready for today's conversation? I think so. I think we can so. Talk cameras. Yeah. I love we got Scooby here because we're trying to get him to the uh, new age of mirrorless DSLRs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. he is one of the guys that produces a lot with a little. You know, <laughs> work with what you got. Yeah, work I say a little. Got. Five years ago, more than that, mm-hmm. the five D Mark III was the thing to get. Yep. Still running it. Still running it. It's 1080p, impressive. 1080p. Home. Oh, you haven't even upgraded to the 4K yet. No. We got an FS7. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they have right. 4K they opportunities. <laughs> still a five-year-old camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still a five-year-old camera. <laughs> That's awesome. And then to my right, the sexy, long-haired Luke Braswell. Mm. What can I say? Exactly. Just listen to that voice. <laughs> what, what can, can I, I say? say? <laughs> I'll give you a visual. Look at the look how the fan blows its hair. Oh man, oh. <laughs> it's like Baywatch up in here. It is. <laughs> yes. Well, we're uh, excited to have you guys here on uh, the Film the Hunt podcast. I'm excited about it not only because we got Scoob on here and we're breaking the virginity, but we're going to talk about uh, cameras a little bit. It sounds well, so violent. Sorry, it does. <laughs> we're breaking them. We're forcing oh, them into I'm, this. We're forcing them into this. That's right. No, we'll do it gently. 
Uh, we're going to talk about cine-style cameras uh, in comparison to regular camcorders and why people run cine-style cameras. If anyone does follow the B1 brand, they know uh, that we do run some cinema cameras. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to explain that a little bit, why we do that. Uh, Luke is the technical guy, so he's going to throw some stuff at you, and then we're going to get Scuba to upgrade. Um, so <laughs> I'm here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Scuba, obviously, uh, you, I don't want to say you're really behind uh, a little bit, but <laughs> uh, have you ever looked at a, a cinema camera or, you know? Uh, well, what's a cinema camera? Like, there we go. That, Tell perfect. me what it is. Perfect. That's what I wanted. To, Luke, would you like to jump in? Yeah. yeah. So, so okay. I, don't, I don't really know the exact definition of what well, classifies. Well, I mean, I mean. Technically speaking, any camera that is going to record video is can be used for cinema cameras, right? Okay. Yeah. So, but some of the differences that you would get when you go to an actual true cinema camera over a like a, a 5D system or a mirrorless system, even for the most part, are going to be all those little features that are integrated into the camera already. So you're going to have things like built-in um, XLR input or SDI outs or SDI ins. You're also going to have um, you know dedicated channels for those audio uh, for each channel on your audio. But then some of the bigger things would be like built-in ND filters. You don't have to have ND filters everywhere you're going, regardless of what lens you're utilizing. Mm -hmm. um, some of the other things would be like a bigger battery capability. You can utilize like a V-mount or a gold mount battery instead of a bunch of LPE6s. I mean, so those are some big things. But then it really comes down to one, the like sensor size is big in Cinema 2 because there's a lot of full-frame um, cameras out there now. But the it's funny because all of the like really big cinema cameras right now most of them are super 35 mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is an APS-C size sensor right um you know if you're familiar with mirrorless and all of that it's kind of crazy because everybody's like you gotta have the full frame gotta have the full frame but in all actuality it's i don't know it, it everything has gotten so good you know that you can do a lot with little yeah, um, but you. yeah, I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting, but, waiting for you to chime in on that one. <laughs> but it, the big things are going to come down to like frame rate recording, the data rate that it can record in, um, what formats it can be recording in, like an actual true raw um, format instead of an H.264 or something like that. Um, so that's that's a one of the biggest benefits right there is being able to actually shoot a raw video and have a lot more capability on the back end to edit. Yeah, yeah. Simple, right? Understandable. So is the yeah. FS7 considered a cinema camera, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. That's what uh, I, yeah. think, I think Philip Bloom and his crew filmed mm -hmm. that, um, I forget the travel series yeah. they did. I can't think of the name of it, but I know what you're Part talking about. But they had like they had like six of them. Yeah, I think that's what. Or CNN, their mm -hmm. their documentary crews. They, whenever FS7 first came out, that's yeah, what they that shot what everything they, yeah. with, and that's pretty much been the industry standard for the most part mm -hmm. you know, for what we do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The FS series is like top of the line camcorder, I'd say, for the hunting market for sure. And now, Cine camera. Cine. Now, yeah. sorry. They, I will say, Sony did release the FX series now. Okay, so, yeah. So it's no longer going to be like an FS6 or 7 or F FS5 or 7, um, but you can go ahead and get, go for like an FX3, 6, mm. or 9. Didn't they make an FX3 like way back in the day? Wasn't that a cassette tape or a 
tape camera. Do you remember that? I don't know See, why you're looking at me. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know why I am either. <laughs> this is before. This that is before, was before 5D. I thought you like, yeah, I have one. Analog, yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. But anyways. Well, that new FX3, uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, because it's pretty compact. It, is yeah. It, is it smaller than the A7S series? Um, it's it's pretty comparable um, because it is a little shorter, but it's a little thicker. Oh. Um, so it's... <laughs> Not bad. You know, <laughs> got to get a little bit more girth on it. But it's, it's still a really nice camera. I actually like it because it does come with the uh, top handle and the XLR inputs um, yeah. with the camera. So you don't have to buy an extra piece or whatnot but so that's um, pretty much your bridge between the a7 to the yeah FX series. exactly so like the fx3 is technically in the cinema camera lineup but it's more closely related to like one of their mirrorless systems like an a7s3 gotcha uh it's full frame it is yep yeah i've heard a few people run them and they haven't had a ton of luck with them yeah. they haven't fallen in love with it uh, they recommend the a7s3 um it's over an interesting that. camera yeah um i've used it a little bit the autofocus on it was great if you're wanting to utilize that do any tracking stuff it's really nice um i i would either go with an a7s3 or a fx6 Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of skip that segment mm-hmm. of it, yeah. but it just completely depends on your price point too, yeah. budget. I think one camera that a lot of guys don't use, uh, and I've seen a few people use it recently, would be the Canon C three hundred. I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not the best for. I mean, I, I say that, and we take reds into the tree, but. <laughs> um, that is the least qualified camera to be <laughs> That is like there. the worst, like the last choice. <laughs> but that C300, I mean, that thing's a little workhorse yeah. um, and shoots an incredible image. Yeah, and I mean, there, Canon has a lot of really good ones out there. I mean, even like the uh, Canon C70, mm-hmm. it's a smaller camera, really small, compact system, but you still have a lot of those um, big cinema camera features. The, the only thing you have to look at, especially when you're looking at like a Canon or something like that, for cinema cameras is not all of them shoot raw so you have to kind of figure out what you're wanting to shoot and how you're shooting it so that you can determine what camera to choose yeah so for someone that's you know doesn't know a ton about color grading or color correction Mm -hmm. probably shouldn't jump into a camera that's shooting full raw probably not um but those cameras you can shoot and they are able to shoot in raw can shoot in other formats if you're not but quite ready for it yet but why would you buy money. yeah why would you buy a camera that can shoot raw if you're not going to utilize it yeah. exactly yeah yeah um so scuba since you run a cinema camera mm-hmm. <laughs> what's uh what's some of the features uh, that you enjoy about running that fs7 mm. Say the FS7, I really like the uh, the 180 frames per second. Like, I don't need the audio. Yep. Because I'm mainly looking to hit a move. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to get that that smooth slow mo action, and then you know once I nail that, and I can just hit that S and Q button, pop back into it's probably the best. Here. Like I remember we we Almost had one for a while. I think. Even the FS5 Mark IIs didn't have that continuous 180 where it was like you could get to it that quickly. Right. It's like for what we do, it's just in and out, in and out. You know, it's simple. Um, yeah. And 180 to me is like the perfect balance. Like, I don't think you need 240 at all. No. Like 120 is even great as well. 120, yeah. 120 is great. 180, I think, is a little too much depending on what yeah. you're trying to do. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like 240 is just like it's 
just too much. It just eats up your data yeah. way too quick, too. Yeah. It takes <laughs> forever to happen. You know, you're like, geez. Yeah, if you shoot Get two it to over one. With. Two to yeah. one. Two to one, baby. I mean, <laughs> two you're going to eat up hard drives like nothing. Yeah, yeah. all we have. Uh, in which we try to shoot every... We're, we don't quit moving a whole lot on the road. Yeah. So it's like, hey, let's knock this out real quick. And so, the cap- you know, just being able to switch yeah. back and forth, it makes everything pretty easy going as far as traveling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, Scoob, we talk a little bit about your setup then. Uh, and we'll, you know, tree stand base. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm basic, man. I don't, yeah. I don't have a whole lot of bells and whistles. I've got, uh, I've had the same camera arm. Um, I think they sold it to Muddy back in the day. Okay. They, yeah. I've used them before. They are the uh, the original Heartland Bowhunter arms. Yeah, oh, the really? Sniper Pros or yeah. something. It's that heavy. Called? Sniper Pros. Yeah, aim small, miss small. Yeah. I still have that. Still rocking that one, toting it around. It's filmed everything for the past 11, 11 years. Yeah, it's been great. But uh, starting there, and then it's a a bowl mount. Yeah. So I can, you know, balance on the fly. Mm-hmm. And so if the tree, if I don't, depend, especially whenever you're in the dark and you're setting everything up first thing in the in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You can just, you can wing it, getting it set up to the tree. And then, you know, once you can see your bubble, level it out. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, and then Manfrotto head. And, and the goods. Yeah. Then the FS7. Nice. <laughs> Do you run second angle or anything like that? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll just clip a GoPro onto something that I can, that it'll fit onto. GoPro, what number? Still got a five, man. (laughs) Still rocking the five. That's awesome. I feel like they change every two months, though. I feel like last year that was like the newest. Now it's like 12. What is it, nine or ten? Nine. Nine. We got got a four, and then they came out with a five. Then we got a five, then they came out with a six. It's like... We don't have time for all this. Let's just let's wait now, till they come out with the next one. But now they're at nine. Now we're now three, it's like <laughs> three years later, five years later. My goodness. And then your your so we joke about the five Ds, but what do you use those for? I know, but what you know, so want to tell we, them? What we, we use the five Ds for just like run and gun camp content. Yeah. Um, just yeah, camp, cooking, getting ready in the morning, coffee mm-hmm. time. We've got a ring light that'll mount on the front. Nice. I really like the ring light instead of a panel light, just for the sake of the light or the lens pokes through the light. So you've got to eat no matter what you're shooting at. You've always got a, uh, what is this? Yeah, oh, <laughs> we got uh, the F Joe Biden uh, crew coming by right now. You can imagine what, the, what it says. Yeah. They are screaming. They are screaming patriots right there. Yep. Love this country. Hey guys, Nick and Tom from Become One and Film the Hunt. With each season, we are looking to up our game in production quality, and this year, we chose to make the switch to Canon. From cameras to lenses, they are performing when and where we need them to. From pressing that record button to snapping the shutter, we can trust that the image quality will be second to none. And when it comes to making the purchase, we trust our friends at Bedford Camera and Video in both their knowledge and ability to get us what we need when we need it. What we're talking about? So you're talking about the ring oh, the, light. Oh, the, oh, yeah, the ring light. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ring light. So the ring. So the lens points through the the ring of light, mm-hmm. and so that everything everything you point the lens at, everything's evenly lit. Okay, evenly yeah. lit, and huh. you know, just no, you're you're not working with a whole lot of shadows. Yeah. Like whatever you're pointing at is. 
Looks well, good. I'm no. going to say that's a pretty good inside uh, trade secret right there. That is. Yeah. I'm going to even go a step further. Once you get the R6s, you don't need no lights. What's an R6? <laughs> <laughs> You'll see in about uh, 20 days. Oh, boy. I hope I hope you, uh, Scuba is, spoiler, Scuba is contemplating making the switch. Now, it's tough for him because he doesn't, that's not his main camera. So, it's like. Why do I need it? Why do I need it? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's low light capability. There's 4K if you want it. It's a great camera. It's a great backup camera too. Like if something happens with your FS7, like you could right. easily Cannon. put that in the tree. Canon over Sony for me, J- yeah. just just for the sake of coloring and yeah. And and we've had this discussion. Yeah. To me, yeah. If if you're a big color guy, I think I love the color science of Canon better. Always have. Um, Sony's got its own features. You know, I think the the LCD screen is better. I th- you know I've heard autofocus. I think low light's a touch better. But for what we do hunting, it's like there's that point in time where it's just like, you don't need that extra step, you know? So I think they're always trying to conquer the low light. Um, but yeah, never once I was like, well, what's the ISO go to? It's like, well, the ISO isn't comparable because 800 ISO on Canon may not match the 32,000 on Sony. Yep. Yeah. It's not like it's, yeah. they're not apples, apples numbers. They could make the ISO one through 10. And that's, that's know? another big benefit or another big difference between a cinema camera and like a mirrorless camera mm, or, yeah whatnot is on a mirrorless camera or DSLR, typically your native ISO is a hundred, right? Yep. Well, on a mirror or on a cinema camera, it could be 400, 800, 1200, 3200 yep. even, um, which just allows your noise floor to be significantly lower. And There's that sweet higher. spot, you know, like I know with the, with the reds, we're always trying to shoot 800 ISO, yep. like that's like our baseline, yep. you yep. know. Which is crazy because, you know, you always say you want the lowest ISO that you can get, but yep. the camera performs really Better. well. Best at that, yeah. 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 So, Scuba, uh, I'm glad that you're on this uh, for another reason. And that's, I mean, you said that you've been doing this for 11 years. Is that correct? Yeah. So, you've seen a lot of camera guys. You've seen a lot of fuel producers. You've seen a lot of different things in these 11 years. Yep. For you, um what are some things that you look for? Are you guys always just looking for camera guys? Are you guys looking for field producers? Um, you know, obviously anyone that listens to this podcast does some kind of filming of their hunt or filming of right. something. Uh, is there any kind of tips or anything or, you know, explain what you look for? Man, if you can get, you just got to be able to get everything. Mm-hmm. And whenever you get everything, you got to think of quality over quantity whenever you're getting your shots and things like that. Uh, I know whenever we bounce around from place to place, weather's a big, a big factor. Yeah. So one day, like whenever we get to a camp, I like to look at the week ahead, see what we got coming on and say, okay, we got bluebirds guys here. There's a storm here, blah, blah, blah. Well, if we've got five to seven days to do this, I'll kind of round the guys up and say, okay, look, we've got weather coming in. Let's film everything like nature scenes, things like that. And so whenever you're putting shows and things together like that, you're not worried about not having enough B-roll. Yeah. You, you know, leaves blowing, pans, tights of products that partners have given you to push, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, mainly guys that can just do it all. I mean, you really got to be a Swiss army knife once you get out there. That's a be, good, good and, way to put it. And to be able to... I don't know. You got to have enough content to to have a show because once you get back on the on the on the computer and try to put all the stuff together, and you're like, man, I should I should have shot this. I need this to finish this idea, and I need this to blend these two scenes, and 
I mean, you really just got to be able to work fast on the fly and, you know, do I have enough transition shots? Do, you know, are there GoPro shots? Like even, I don't know, somebody, somebody that's thinking about where they're at in that moment yeah. and, you know, finishing the story, which we're not heavy, heavily story driven because we're, whenever we do bounce around from camp to camp, we want to tell the story for the week. Yeah. And you need to be current in that moment and say, okay, when you look back, yep, that's how it rolled out. We're mm-hmm. not trying to oversell things. And Yeah. You know. So uh, would it be for someone coming into this or looking to do this as a career, would you recommend them to have some sort of understanding of how to edit a TV show? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like before... I'd say before you want to film hunt, you need to be a hunter because you need to know when to make your moves and you need to know what you can get away with and and, and things like that. Yeah. Well, if you want to put a show together, I think you need to edit to know what you need to be yeah. able to film. Yeah. So, so once you know your way around the computer and how to build stuff and how to translate your ideas onto a timeline, then yeah, I think, I think to be a good film uh, a good filmmaker, you need to be a good editor yeah, or anything. And I think that's, uh, you know, cause some, some people don't have the patience to, to edit. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you want to tell a story and get your idea across. You gotta, it, and it depends on your goals. You want to tell people, yeah, I film for a living. Cool. Yeah. Well, are you a producer? Are you a camera guy? Are you an editor? Like you gotta, yeah. fig- you gotta figure out what, you know, what you want to do in life, I guess. Yeah. And it's obviously, yeah, there's guys that will press record, capture what you need. Then there's field producers, guys that are helping tell the story, capturing, you know, directing like that in the field. And then you have your editor post, you know, post-production. Right. Um, Having the understanding, uh, like you said, will help out knowing what to capture while you're out there. I mean, it's, it's, I've run into it where you you, you get the hard drive and you're like, Oh, I don't know if we're going to make 22 minutes. Yeah. Like, like you, you can be looking at stuff and be like, man, what were they, what were they trying to get across it right here? Yeah. I say scoot, not to, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I say scuba too is like, he's the field producer every time on every show from what I've seen behind the scenes and when I've been there and then everybody else to me is the cameraman, you know, like you don't, I feel like the guys that are with you are usually like aside from who has, who's ever filming Randy, but we have like a sponsor. Mm-hmm. So like you have your two field producers and then you have cameraman cameraman trying to just capture a kill kill. you know they're not getting their time i mean they're getting that stuff maybe but they're not expected to they're not you know it's really you and the other guy running the show right um yeah and actually i one of my when i first started out i filmed with them nice that was one of my earlier jobs yeah um you were probably already four or five years into it at that point yeah you start when you were like what like really young yeah i'd done more i'd done more before headhunters yeah okay i'd worked with uh hank parker and his his boys yeah uh, whenever they were doing hank parker 3d nice and then i did uh uh, mojo outdoors for a few trips okay for their predator stuff um yeah, the whole whole getting started is, is wild just to like think back and you know, where do we start and where do we come from and like one of the first trips I ever I ever took, they showed me how I'd never used a camera arm. So they're like, What have we gotten ourselves into? And so yeah. it's like starting off, I don't know how to use a camera arm, but I know my way around the camera and I'll handhold it. Yeah, like, no, we're gonna use a camera arm. I'm like, All right, 
What do you do? Yeah. We went out in the yard in Oklahoma on a light pole (laughs) the night before the first hunt, and they showed me how to work a camera arm. Yeah. Okay, I think I can do that. You've been arming ever since, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you, gotta be sta- you gotta have that oh, yeah. steady footage, man. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Not the Blair yeah. Witch Project. There's a uh, guy's got one of those. A couple guys got back to the classic T-shirts walking. They're pretty, right now. pretty clever. I know. I might have to get one. Luke's gonna get his chance to film a little bit of TV this year. His first time. He's gonna come out a couple trips and. Have you yeah. run a camera arm? Never, actually. <laughs> he's never been hunting, so he's the opposite. Talk about you got to be a hunter first. He's the guy that he's watched it, and he's been around us for a couple of years. He's like, I want to try it. So I think you're going to Montana, right? Mm. He's going to be a third guy, so we'll still have our two main guys. He's going to be there taking a lot of pictures, but also just like, you never know. You might get, you might get a kill on film. You never know. <laughs> you know? You never know. That would really make Jordan mad if you did first trip. But Jordan had to earn that. But. Yeah. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, that be, would be cool. I mean, we've had other cam- camera guys come in and hunt for 20 minutes and get a you know, f- film, uh, kill on film, and it is what it is. It is what it I've is. I've learned to accept that. <laughs> hmm. okay. But, uh, no, I'm actually really excited for you to come along to Montana. Um to have that extra because yeah. Luke and, and the viewers may not know. I mean, you've done a lot of commercial work outside of the hunting in- industry. Yeah. And that's, that's really what my, my focus is. And I do a lot of commercial work for companies and corporations and things like that to give product photos or advertisement photos, things like that. So, um, the hunting industry is a little foreign to me, but the concepts are all the same. Yeah. So you can take any of this camera knowledge, whether it's photos or video and apply it to literally any type of field or direction you want to go. Yeah. Um, so that's, what's really cool about it. So I am excited to kind of stretch out and try something a little different. So, and and West is easier than like the Midwest and the South. Yeah. Because you can get away with a lot more out there, I feel Yeah, like. I think so, too. And yeah. you're on the ground. You're not stuck in the tree, like... Stuck, well... Yeah. White tails are more skittish. You know, there's a whole lot. I, th- I think, too, like we've talked about... You know, you said you think you got to be a hunter first, and I agree with that, but I also, I also think, too, there's that level of... You get that young kid that you have a 170 walk in, he's going to be shaking like a leaf. There's a good chance he will be. You take yeah. someone like Luke, he may not know that from a... It's like, that's a pretty nice looking deer. It's like, like, that's nice. I filmed a perfect focus. You know, it's pretty easy. Like, do you realize there's no nerves, got away with? You know, yeah. so there's like, there's a little bit of back and forth there because I feel like at times it could hurt because he can move when he thinks he can. Right. Uh, or, you know, but there's the times where he could be, if he knew what, what it was happening, he could get nervous where he may not get nervous. Right. You know, no, or he may get nervous when the cow comes in and he's well, just like, shoot, whoa. Shoot, even, even <laughs> as a hunter sometimes, it's like, I remember whenever... Um, this was in Montana and it was on the trip that you were with us on mm-hmm. what five years ago something like that at least yeah and and Nate shot um, he was a perfect 12 he was like 173 mm-hmm. inch and some change he was great deer yep and as soon we had seen him two nights before and so we were like hunting this deer and we were just working our way through the river bottom just inching closer closer uh-huh. to him trying to catch him on the right trail and I remember we the night he killed him the first time we laid eyes on him even though we had seen him, he was hitting our trail, and then all of a sudden the nerves kicked in. I said we had an NX cam. Yeah, NX5, remember, NX, right? NX5U. And uh, I put the camera on the deer, and I had to take my hands off the camera because I was shaking so bad. Yeah. Even though I didn't have a weapon in my hand, 
you know, I was still going to kill that deer just as easy as he could have. Yeah. In which, in which he knows that, and, and it's always a team effort. Whenever we kill the deer, even though he's pulling the trigger, I got it on camera. Yeah. It, yeah. It's still it's 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 a pretty wild experience once you do get, yeah. get yeah. a deer of that caliber in and, oh, and, was, and was pull fun. it off with two guys in a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because you know people have heard that's kind of why I fell in love with this as you know as a career it's like man how did how did they get away with two guys in a tree and kill a monster buck right you know like that's that's really good right yeah because you got twice the scent twice the movement twice yeah. everything so mm-hmm. yeah um twice the fun there you go i mean <laughs> <laughs> well you, and you get to share the blood trail right then and there yeah yeah you're not out there by yourself like man i wish so and so were here with me well they are yeah yeah uh luke what are you looking forward to uh most on that on that trip because for me uh, what i'm looking forward to is having an outside perspective yeah i mean one it's montana yeah i mean montana. you gotta you gotta look forward to that right depends on what part um but uh <laughs> well okay yeah, it's grizz country <laughs> there is some grizz okay um yeah but no i i just i'm really looking forward to being out there and seeing what you guys do like in the field because i've seen all the finished product work of it right i've never seen you guys mm. in the field so yeah um i'm really excited to just kind of see your process and how you do it and that's i mean i take away things like even in this industry i don't do this every day but your guys's process is the way that you you do something and the way that you think about something could in turn be used on something I want to do. Yeah. Um, for better my not, commercial. Better not be. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take over your entire <laughs> business. No. All, um, all your tips and tricks. Um, but no, like being able to see kind of from an outside perspective, an industry that I haven't actually ever worked in, mm-hmm. um, and be able to see like how you guys go about those problems or talk through those, um, you know, creative aspects that you're looking for. For, so yeah. it, it should be a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Nick, I know you're excited to have that guy take some killer photos. Oh yeah. I'm uh yeah, we love photos. I love seeing yeah. seeing his work. I'm I like too because um some guys are great at taking photos with flash and that's a that's great but i love guys that do it with natural light and what they have to work with because that's what we have to work with yeah well that's what you see yeah moment it's it just it looks natural because it is natural you know like that's what the eye is yeah is there's also and i know luke does a lot of flash there's also a level of um it's impressive to watch someone make something out of nothing you just blank room make it look cool but um I'm more intrigued by the guys that can go out and just look at the sun and say, what's going to look cool? Where are we at? And ha- take we, something we nice. We need to be here in three hours to knock yeah. this out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And find something on nothing, too. You know, like there's, I love when the sun's high and you can still make something look cool and nice because oh, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Once, you, you, once you, you lose that warm light, it's... Yeah. Or, and then everything gets overexposed. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, gentlemen, I know we kind of started this off with, like, the, you know, cinema style versus, you know, mirrorless and, and, and regular camcorders. Um, but it is okay to run a cinema camera, obviously. You know, oh, yeah. uh, Scuba does. And probably <laughs> didn't even know it. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It looks nice. It looks what way nice. <laughs> but, I mean, for anyone out there, I mean, I, yeah, obviously your F-Series, uh, Sony's, your Canon series, yeah. uh, your C300s, the C70, yeah. um, anything with that XLR port that can also shoot raw, 
Yeah. I mean, there's. And I mean, Black Magic 2 makes some incredible mm-hmm. cinema yep. cameras. So yep. I know that's not one that gets talked about a lot. Great but price point, too. Great price point. Yeah. They, and, and every time you buy one of their cameras, you get a, an addition uh, or get a uh, serial number for the DaVinci Resolve. So yep. you have a, mm. the full version of DaVinci oh, wow. for each camera you buy. So Wow. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, so yeah. I mean, so if you're like, man, I don't know if I ever want to run a cinema camera. It's really not as knocked up as as you think it is. So, I mean, you know, Luke, they can obviously contact you or Austin yep, um, uh, at, at Bedford's. If you want to buy a couple of used 5Ds, you'll probably contact Scoob in a couple of weeks. And we got two dinosaurs to give to you. <laughs> it's a steal. Still worked good, man. He never had an There's issue. There's only uh, 42, like, shutter counts on it, too. It's been <laughs> yeah. all video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I'd love to see the shutter kind of as in that sucker. Oh, yeah. How, how do you get that? <laughs> Is it here? No, no. it's. That's oh, my truck. I don't know. I, we do I can't to, even we, imagine. We do need to look it up because we've definitely run that for the last seven years. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. But we, we use it a ton for time lapses also. Yeah. Yeah. And so whenever we want to get that over, which we do shoot that in Merle. Yeah, it takes up a lot more space. But, oh, yeah. But it, whenever you're starting to color that stuff, especially out west, you can really pull the Milky Way and sometimes yeah. the northern lights out of the sky. Yeah. So wait till you get those R6 ones built in. You don't have to have the, the remote with you all the time. No external remote. No. No. <laughs> no. Internal. <laughs> you guys and your firmware. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys jumping on here for a quick podcast here at the Jurassic Classic. We're going to get back to watching the crowd and uh, slinging the old uh, ring and trying to hook it on the hook. hook. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. People watch. Slinging the yeah, ring. people watch. So, no, appreciate it, Scuba, Nick, as always, and Luke. Yep. We look forward to Montana, so. Thank it's you, guys. Fun. No problem. If my father would say that I'm proud of you, son. That's the man that I'm trying to become Oh, what will they say when I'm gone? Oh, what will they say when I'm gone?